Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. B-Pod Studios. The Felger and Maz podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. To me, the whole thing with the finger under between the legs, antiquated, archaic, and weird. I mean, the whole thing is freaking silly. It's Felger and Maz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Uh, good morning, Bill. How are you doing today? Uh, good. Good. Um, I want to ask you, is Mac still the team's number one quarterback? Yeah, we got a lot of things to work on this week as a team, and we'll work through those, so... That's that's what we're going to do this week. Say, given the way that the game unfolded, I'm curious how important do you feel it is to convey whatever decision you make on that to the players today? Yeah, the first thing we do today is talk about the uh, cold game and talk about some of the corrections and things we need to do from that. So that's that'll be the emphasis today. Like it always is the day after the game. Or two days after the game. Morning, Bill. Um, just what is, how would you describe your confidence in Mac Jones at this point in time? You know, like I said, I have confidence in all the players that are on the team. And do you think that his you know troubles, particularly in the, the Colts game, is based upon you know decision making, uh, kind of a, a mental block? How would you describe you know what you saw from him and some of the decisions that he, he made in that game? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as a team, we just, we, you know, we all need to do a better job. Coaches, players, offense, defense, special teams. It's each one of us um, have areas that we can improve in, and uh, we're all in the same we're all in the same boat on that. You know, we all just need to, to do better and do a little bit more, and if we can do that cumulatively, cumulatively then, uh, you know, that'll make a difference. That's what the uh, Mac Jones conversation sounded like this morning with Bill Belichick and down in Foxborough. What's it going to sound like here in our Town Fair Tire Studios on a Big Boy Tuesday? The Big Boy is Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. He joins us as he does every Tuesday throughout the football season. Again, from our Town Fair Tire Studios in uh, Waltham, we're brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub and the simulcast that beams across New England. And the country on NBC Sports Boston. Maz Murray, how you guys doing? Good, Good. you. Gregory? Hello. Just reset the topic. Who do you blame for the downfall of Mac Jones? You're asking me to give my answer right now? Yeah? Okay. Yes, okay. right now, yes. I, I wasn't sure if you were no, continuing no, I mean, on. No, with... no, if you're not ready to go. No, 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 I'm ready to go. 
and I'm definitely continuing on from our TV conversation it's, last night, yes. but I'm, I'm really starting from the okay. beginning. I, I just want to make sure I speak correctly this time because Holly got into semantics last night. and uh, so I, I hate semantics. Yeah, absolutely. Let me say it this way. Bill Belichick, I absolutely believe, is responsible for where Mac Jones is, who at this point in time, he is a shot, broken, dispirited player midway through his third season, and it is Bill Belichick's fault. It is... Everything basically since his rookie season has led up to this. You know, now am I absolving Mac Jones, uh, his part in this, and especially on Sunday, some of his plays? Uh, no, I am not. Um, he still needs to make those layups. He he needs to make the layups. I don't care what the PTSD is involved in, in all of that. But to me, Bill Belichick, the choices that he made time and time again – since the end of Mac Jones's rookie season has led to their first round quarterback being completely done and broken as a player here in New England. And you still think he can be a good player, is a good player, Mac Jones? Well, I I mean, and I'm not saying here. Right. I, I'm just saying in a in the football universe, his place in it, he's a good player and can be a good player. Correct. If you put him um you know, you know, zap his brain that he forgets everything that just happened over the past yep. year and a half. Yep. You put him on the San Francisco 49ers. I think he can be a good player capable of winning a Super Bowl with a team like that. And you, you said to us in the email chain this morning, go back and look at his tape from his rookie year. If, if, if I were to do that, what would I see? You would see a player who was confident, who knew what he was doing, who was playing on the front of his toes, who didn't play? Uh, who didn't throw off his back foot? Who wasn't uh, deathly afraid of the rush and getting hit? You would see a quarterback who was confident in what was going on around him and that he could he could make plays. We're talking about a, a player who went toe to toe with Tom Brady in his rookie season uh, against a you know a future Super Bowl winning defense, Dallas Cowboys going toe to toe in his first game as a rookie, Brian Flores through the kitchen sink at Mac Jones and they went right back at him and he won that game. I mean this to me the the downfall of Mac Jones from that time is squarely on Bill Belichick. And what else was around him? What else would I see? A running game? Uh you would see a running game, you would see decent pass protection, not great pass protection, but decent pass protection. You would see a running game, you would see uh um you know targets that were confident who were coached well who knew what they were doing, um, an operation that knew what they were doing, and um, that is all eroded. Our email chain got emotional this morning. Oh, you know, this is the best <laughs> part of the day. He they left it in the green room. Do you mind if I read from it? Uh, I, I don't. Okay. I wasn't in it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Greg Bedard writes, if I told you, dot, 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 that a first-round quarterback would, dot, 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 have one, Three different play callers in his first three years. Two, three different offensive systems. Three, pass protection that went from good to awful to horrendous. Four, a weapon group that deteriorated every year. If I told you those four things. And and I should have added, and a deteriorating running game. And a deteriorating running game. Five, if I told you those five things, what chance of success would you give that quarterback? Take Mac out of it, Jim Murray. What did I tell you about Josh Allen, writes Greg Bedard, without Dable? This is what you get with a defensive head coach and OC roulette. 
That was at uh, 11, uh, this, 11.34 a.m. Hold Pipe on, down. stop. At 11, Shut your pie hole. At 11.44 a.m., James R. Murray. He sucks, Greg. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Paragraph sent from my iPhone. James R. Murray like he's Edward R. Murrow. <laughs> I was walking the lake in Wakefield. I wanted to reply. 11.47 a.m. I've never seen a, I've never been a star effort at quarterback, writes Greg. And the need for that guy. Seeing the team struggles of Allen, Burrow, and Herbert, even the Chiefs a little bit, I believe now more than ever in the Eagles-Niners-Lions approach. Build like hell on both lines first. Find the quarterback and weapons next. And then Greg Bedard writes, I hope he goes to the 49ers and wins a Super Bowl when Purdy gets hurt with a real offensive system and sticks it up Bills and everyone and everyone else's asses. <laughs> Brady style. James Stewart comes off the top rope at 12.09. <laughs> this is great. Uh, I don't know if I would go into that. He says, Mac Jones, I won't get into your and his back and forth. Okay. But Jimmy just chimes in and says, Mac Jones will never work with the 49ers because you and Jimmy got particularly Bitchy. emotional, personal. Yeah. Uh, he off. started it. Just stop. Yeah. You did. It's between he's you just, two. He's just trying and, to get a rise. That's between good bitch. producer. It's between the brothers. K. Mac Jones will never work with the 49ers. I'm convinced now more than ever that Lynn Shanahan traded up to get Mac Jones at number three in the draft, found out what a pain in the ass he was to deal with <laughs> and shifted to Trey Lance. The 49ers found the red flag in Mac Jones. They adjusted and failed. But the Niners knew that Mac Jones wasn't going to listen to Shanahan. At least with Trey Lance, they had a chance to develop their quarterback. These coaches, or wannabe coaches, they're all just so arrogant about, quote-unquote, the system. It was Tom Brady. It was always Tom Brady here. Okay. That's fair. So, just Murray, no matter, in, in any football universe, Mac Jones is not going to be the guy. That's correct. Yeah. So, why, if he was so good his rookie season, why did he suck post-bye when they lost three out of four games? Because the looked, team did. Well, he was part of it, though. Mm-hmm. And his nine wins, so nine wins since the monsoon game in Buffalo, where they were too afraid to have him throw. Uh, three are against Zach Wilson. Uh, three are against backups that are forgettable. One against uh, Mitch Trubisky, who blows. One against Trevor Lawrence in the broken Urban Meyer season. One against Josh Allen. That Bills game this year is the only real win of his career. You have to elevate at some point, no matter what is around you. I just don't see it. I think he stinks. Okay. I mean, I, I just think that you know where he was his rookie year, it was a good year, wasn't a great year. Second in offensive rookie of the year voting. He, um, you know, operated. I think they had guys like, you know, Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry, um, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, guys who were playing at a high level. They were being coached at a high level. I think that's also a component in all this, that the how how the coaching uh, has just, you know, gone downhill here. I mean, I have a great deal of respect for Bill O'Brien, but, you know, there are other coaches on that staff. I mean, back then, Ivan Fears was still in the building. You know, Mick Lombardi was coaching the receivers. Josh McDaniels, of course, was, you know, Bo Hardigree, who's now coordinating the Raiders, was coaching the quarterbacks back then. Um, I just think the entire offensive operation has gone steeply downhill since the end of Mac Jones's rookie year. And this is what's left, just a remnant of who Mac Jones is as a player. Do you think it was a mistake to bench Mac Jones at the end of that game? No, I do not. I think that he was completely shot. He He was... His decision making from the the third down in the middle of the third quarter, where where Bill O'Brien ripped him out, uh, ripped him, you know, for his decision for that play and not pulling the trigger at the least to Ramondre Stevenson in the flat, even if he was gun shy about what was over the middle, 
There was a touchdown to Hunter Henry right over the middle. It was a perfect play call by Bill O'Brien. Gets the perfect defense. Gave him three different options, and he took none of them. That was it's inexcusable. To the Hunter Henry throw in the end zone, that if he threw it to the pylon where I think Hunter Henry is supposed to be, then I could absolve Mac Jones and say Hunter Henry didn't run the right route. But the throw that Mac made, basically straight to a Colts defender, is indefensible. I mean, I can't. It, it was a. It was. One of the worst throws that I've seen him make in his career. And then the final throw was the worst throw probably I've ever seen any quarterback make in the NFL. I've covered a bunch of bad ones. That was as bad as it got. And to me, he was in Chuck Knobloch, Steve Sachs. He was done at that point. They had no, he, he could have come out. If they put him out there for the last series, I wouldn't have been surprised if he threw the ball backwards at that point. So I, they had no choice, and I don't care about, oh, you know, they didn't put Bailey Zappi in a good situation. I don't give a crap. You're the backup. If Mac Jones breaks his ankle, you're going into the game. you got to go win the game or do something. Oh, yeah, we're not talking about you know, Zappi. We're so talking about Jones. That's the situation. I, I would not have put Mac Jones back in that game. He was done. He was shot at that point. So, so Greg, I want when you talk about being shot, you mentioned PTSD earlier. You mentioned yep. it last week. Can that be permanent? Yes, absolutely. I mean, look at David Carr. David Carr, what happened to him in Houston? I mean, you know, what's gone on here with with the Patriots, their offensive operation, you know, especially just in terms of the coaches, the play calling, the protection, stuff like that. This is the stuff of an expansion team. You are the Jets. You're the Texans. You're the, I don't want to say the Panthers because they were pretty good early. But this, they, the Patriots have t- offensively have turned into everything they used to laugh at. <laughs> they keep changing offensive coordinators. What's a bunch of dummies? They're not going to be able to do anything. This is who the Patriots are now. They're a joke offensively, and they've completely ruined uh, a, a, at least an average quarterback, if not you know, good with a good off, uh, offensive operation around him. Again, quoting James R. Murray at 11.44 a.m. <laughs> he sucks, Greg. Get over it. Sent for my iPhone. No, they help ruin him, too. I agree with that. He's not as terrible as what we saw Sunday morning. I mean, he is broken. But he sucks, too. Your thoughts, 617-779-0985. We got much more with Greg coming up and your calls. Don't go anywhere. You're listening. I listen to you every day. To Belger and Matt. I think this is a moral law. On the Sports Hub. Think about this. The guy gets put into the game for the last drive. And like seven, eight years ago, we would think there was some master Bill Belichick plan that they had practiced this over and over again for this moment and they're going to do a fake spike with the backup quarterback who knows how to run it to perfection? No. I felt like they didn't know what the hell they were doing. I felt like the whole thing was a crap show. It was embarrassing. None of it makes sense. None of it seems like Patriots. The Patriots, like I never would have thought that that's something Bill Belichick would do there yesterday. He, first off, never makes it about one guy, really, right? It's always like, stay the course, on to Cincinnati, right? I mean, to think, okay, first off, you're going to put Bailey Zappi in that situation, who's not overly talented to begin with. He hasn't been in any situation like that all year long, right? He's also a guy that, to your team, they're going, what do we even think of Bailey Zappi? We've, what, cut him twice during the year? He wasn't on the active roster one week, right? I mean, he's barely looks like he's been able, capable of being the backup 
you know, for just lack of better options, they've stayed with him there. That was crazy. I know that Mac Jones interception was horrible down the stretch. But to think Bailey Zappi was going to come in and lead you down on a touchdown drive late in a football game in Germany when, like, to Devin McCourty's point, probably hasn't run the two-minute drill all year long? Uh, that I just can't even believe Bill Belichick would do that. That was shocking to me. Florio Sims uh, echoing what I think a lot of people nationally have sort of said looking at that. What the hell was that? We're here where we've watched Mac Jones every snap, sort of understood it more, as, you know, Greg said, Maz. Chuck Knobloch, Steve Sachs, uh, completely broken. Uh, seeing, go- like, even if it was late, he had to be taken out. Like, we sort of got it. You know, Zoe said it in real time on, on our broadcast on 98.5 The Sports Hub. You got to make a move. With two minutes left. That being said, when we step back now from it a little bit, it is grossly dysfunctional. Unbelievable. I mean, to bench a starting quarterback in a one-possession game at the two-minute warning to go to a kid who you've cut. Have they cut him once or twice? Once. Once. Okay. Then they signed him to the practice squad where he could have signed with anybody. Okay. We're so. Essentially, you know, you fired him. And had him open to the league for a week or whatever that was. And who barely played, you know, in the Sims is right. You know, those, the way they give out reps in practice, they're not giving the backup two-minute drill reps. Now he's got to come in and run the two-minute after that trip and execute some sort of fake spike. Like, what a joke. What a joke they've become. So when Greg said they're like an expansion team... I can't disagree with that. I think that's right. I think that that's a clown show. I mean, right move or wrong move, what, only a joke of a team would be in that spot. Exactly. And I think that's reflected in that commentary. To the phones, unless, Greg, you want to finish up on something? Uh, nope. I'm all set. Okay, let's go uh, let's open up with people. Mike and Woburn. Hi, Mike. Oh, God. <laughs> Mike and Woburn. Mike. Hi. Hey, uh, first time caller, uh, so go easy on me. Um, but just a couple of things. I mean, I think it's Belichick. It's it's has gone past his game. He's he's looking to win games ten to seven. Um, but what I just wanted to say is, I know Matt Jones has had some rough rough games, but you look at his stats compared to uh, Trevor Lawrence's stats. They're not that far off. Okay, let me stop you. Look at his stats compared to Trevor Lawrence's stats. They're not that far off, Jim Murray. Yeah, he sucks, too. I hate that whole quarterback <laughs> class. What do you want me to say? Wait, you said the other day you were in on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I don't know. Pull the tape. I'm, I'm back and forth on him. <laughs> no, but, no, no, no. Shocker. No, I, no, yeah. no, I don't need to pull the tape. Yeah, I, I, no, you specifically I said. I watched this game against San Francisco. I'm out. So that's it. You see one yeah, game yeah, and you're brutal. out. No, he blows. <laughs> he is. He was talked about as a generational talent. You're and the he's wrong like, guy to ask. You were just in a couple days ago. Yeah, that was prior to that San Francisco game. <laughs> Coming out of bye, you look like right. that. No, thanks. You're Mac Jones with long hair. Could, could, could he be Trevor Lawrence, uh, Greg Bedard? Could he in terms of what? In terms of overall production. No, because Trevor's a different, you know, he's a different athletic quarterback. He's a different guy. He can run. Okay, so you know, I'm big, strong, that he, strapping he would guy. play the same way, but net out to be the same whatever no. caliber of player. No, Trevor Lawrence went one overall for a reason. Mac Jones went 15th overall and was the fifth quarterback taken for a reason. That, that Mac Jones has a ceiling on him. Trevor Lawrence doesn't it just you know it depends on uh, i mean look at him from where he was with urban meyer to where he was second season with doug peterson 
Um, I think he has a lot of potential. I haven't watched him enough this year to really give an opinion on on where he is and how much he sucks. Uh, I'll I'll leave that to Big Jim Murray, the uh, the resident quarterback expert. <laughs> Jim, Jim Orlovsky over here. <laughs> Lawrence's ceiling is way higher. Oh, it's Like his arms, some of the throws I saw him make early this year, ridiculous. But the point is, the fact that Jones isn't anywhere near his ceiling and is really below his floor. Let's be honest. Damn straight. That's on the coaching staff. The whole thing, hundred percent. And he should be. His floor should be fifteen or sixteen. That's right. Well, that's what the he floor. was when he walked into the league. Yep. He was the 15th quarterback in the league. He's gone backwards. They have him playing below his floor. No doubt. John in Boston, your thoughts? Hey, Mike. Listen, give me a chance here to challenge you on your, your Bill Belichick take. For example, do you remember Parcells? You, you hated Drew Bledsoe, but never said a word to, about Parcells and his coaching. But with Bill Belichick, because... Mac Jones sucks. You somehow blame the co- the coach. No, I blame him. Give them me all. a break. I blame him. Give them me all. a break. And also, you're not a Boston fan, Mike. What are you doing on the radio? And Maz, your lap dog. Come on. You want a fan on here? You listen to the wrong show. You're right. I'm not a Boston fan. What are you? What are you huddled in the corner of the <laughs> so no one can hear you? You never said anything about Drew Bledsoe. Parcells did a good job with Bledsoe. It was a right, good, he got the best out of he that He did stiff. do a good job of playing. He was a good but not great quarterback. He got him to the Super Bowl. Like, that's good coaching. I'm sorry. That's, Bledsoe is not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. He's just not. And you got there with Bill Parcells. Yeah, I thought he did a good job with him. He did do a good job with him. And, again, he also knew how to play the psychology and build a player's confidence up. Like, Parcells was good at that. I'm not sure Bill is. Uh, Amir in Virginia. Yes, Amir. Hey, first time, long time. Uh, I think we're grouping Bill and, and Mac a little too much here. We've heard from Tom that, you know, Bill made him the quarterback he was. Is Mac just who he is? And can Bill reinvigorate the program here with a with a Caleb Williams or, or another top five QB? Okay, so you gave me th- you threw too many names at me. Did Brady say that Belichick made Mac Jones the quarterback he was? Something I have no idea. That's what he just said. I can't. I have no idea. You you expect me to know something that I I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. It, do you want Bill Belichick if they finish with the first overall pick and draft Caleb Williams? Do you want Bill Belichick in charge of that? Nope, right. not uh, no, not a chance in hell. Go ahead. He has he has demonstrated he has zero clue how to build a modern offense and to build around a quarterback. I have no confidence that he would take that player and say. All right, so what are the things that this quarterback needs to be successful? Let's go out and get those things for this quarterback. He has shown that he will not do that. He has shown that he is stuck in 1994 in Cleveland, including the weapons that he get that he got, the quote-unquote weapons that he got from Mac Jones. Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, he gave $10 million to Juju Smith-Schuster. Let's just not forget that. And and talk about shot. I mean, he's just he's done. He's cash, and the whole rest of the league knew it. But Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki, who Bill even admitted, and I told you this from the beginning, they brought in as a wide receiver. He is a wide receiver. Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki are from a bygone era, back when it was two backs, two receivers, one tight end, play action, throw the ball, throw a 50-50 ball. That was the game 30 years ago. The game has changed. It's all about space. It's all about speed. It's all about, you know, you know, 
giving the guys the tools to go and make big plays and make them easier. I mean, how many of the plays that Tua makes with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, how many times are these guys like blanketing in coverage? Most of the time, they're wide open. It's scheme and it's speed. And the Patriots are stuck in 1994. And I'll tell you, even if you say, well, turn the offense over to someone and he just runs the offense and Bill's the head coach charge of defense, I still say, why would you want that? Wouldn't you want a head coach that appreciates where the modern game is going and can lend input to his offensive coordinator or has that vision or thinks along the same way or understands where the game is going, even if that head coach is not in charge of the offense? Don't you want the whole building to permeate that thing? Which is why I don't even like Gerard Mayo as the next guy. And I know he's going to be, but I still think that's a little behind the times and not what I would want. I mean, you look at where Buffalo is right now. Exactly. I mean, you know, defensive head coach did a good job. Yeah. You know, Brian Dayball was awesome and got Josh Allen to go from nothing to elite quarterback. And then what happens is when you're a defensive head coach and you have an offensive coordinator, as soon as your offense is good and he does something good with the quarterback, he's gone. He gets a head coaching job. Then you got to replace him and it's a lesser guy. It's a complete circle with these defensive head coaches, and that's exactly what would happen with Gerard Mayo. I mean, if it's Bill O'Brien or somebody else's offensive coordinator, say they bring in a Kyle Shanahan, you know, disciple, and Gerard Mayo says that's his big idea that all right, we're moving to this system, and he brings as soon as they're good on offense, that guy's gone. Now what are you going to do? I mean, this is the cycle that you get into. That's why Miami's in a perfect situation with Mike McDaniel, and he brings in Vic Fangio, one of the best defense coordinators of the game. He's not going to get another head coaching job. He's going to be there until he's done, and in that time, he's going to train somebody to run the same defense, and you just keep going. I mean, it's it's a tough spot. If that's the direction that the Patriots are going, Gerard Mayo better have some big ideas as far as offensive football and where this team is going. Three up, three down with Bedard right after the Patriots. Now, more of Burns on the Sports Hub. And now, it's time for three up. Touchdown, Patriots! Two big throws on this drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Felder and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Three up, three down. <clears throat> with Greg Bedard. It's presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with the original triple distilled, triple blended. And triple cask matured Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Three studs, three duds. I'm just laughing because such a garbage product. Oh, my God. It was horrible. You really watched the film on this one, big boy? Oh, yeah. You did the whole thing. Whole caboodle. Okay. Three up, three down. Number one stud for the Patriots in this game. Christian Barmore. He's just been outstanding for the last five or six games. Uh, in this game, he had a hit, two and a half hurries, three run stuffs. And what stood out in this game, he had a couple unbelievable two-gap reps, um, even against uh, the real good uh, guard for um, Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Yeah, hey, which, Quentin. Hey, Quentin. Uh, which shows another step for him that he could be an every-down player. Like, he had, he was he was awesome in this game. He really was against, you know, a pretty good offensive line. I went Ramondre Stevenson. I thought it was the hardest he's run all year. Only his long run of the day was 10, but it felt like everything he touched was six. Number two. Jelani Tavai. 
um, you know, causing interception. He was all over the place. You he know, does without... that a lot. He's he gets deep in that zone or something. He deflects a lot of passes. Yeah, he's way him. better than Jawan Bentley is in terms of you know getting into his drops, uh, reading the quarterback, and knowing you know where the routes are going to be. He he's excellent at that. He and he was very impactful in this game, and they needed it um, with Jawan Bentley out of the game. I also had Tavai. I think he's been, and I didn't like him at the beginning of the year. I think he's probably been one of their three to five best players on the team. Score another one for Bill Belichick. Or Matt Patricia. Or Matt or Matty P. How about that? I'm being sarcastic, but he has been good. Number three. Ramondre Stevenson. This was primetime Ramondre, back to who he was. I mean, not only just, you know, his speed and back to finishing runs, which was awesome. He had a blitz pickup against DeForce. Buckner, who is a mountain of a man, and Stevenson stopped him. He had a he also had he had a ten yard run and a five yard run, sort of back to back in the second half, where he was just they were incredible runs, incredible finishes. He looked awesome. See, I've gotten to the point where I'm trying to pick guys who uh, have sucked for the most of their time, and I'm trying to give them all a little bit of love. So the third guy I went with was Anthony Jennings. I actually thought he was okay in this game. He was pretty good. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, until the touchdown when he. Got yeah, sucked he, in he, and he gave up that. He touchdown. did. He got washed under on that play. He totally did. <laughs> All right, three down. Get to the good stuff. Uh, the special teams. Um, I just had to group them together. Uh, I was just looking for. I uh, sorry, I had my notes. So, uh, missed field goal from what thirty five yards, thirty four yards. No one back on the punt return on the sixty nine yard punt, uh, which was embarrassing. Gave up a forty two yard kick return. Bryce Berenger had two comeback, uh, two touchbacks. Just a horrendous special teams effort they have not gotten better this year they are one of the worst special teams units in the league i mean it's shooting fish in a barrel but come on mac jones i mean that that was just as bad as it gets that throw down by the goal line greg i said the exact same thing yesterday that was like steve Sachs disease it was not being able to throw the ball to first base from second base or back to the pitcher, or it was that kind of thing. That was horrid. It was scary. Number two, Mac Jones. You know, what's interesting, they, they obviously went into this game with, um, we don't need to do much on offense, and Mac is in a place, let's just manage the game. And he did it well. In the first half, I had him for two plus plays, zero minus plays. But starting with that third down in the middle of the third quarter, and then the throw to Hunter Henry, and then the the interception, it just... It deteriorated, and you know while he was under a lot of pressure, and I normally absolve players, quarterbacks of that, under this kind of pressure, those were layups. You have to make the layups. What was didn't. the pressure percentage against him in this game? Sixty-seven percent. Holy crap! It's 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 a record. And and you say thirty. That's per- for the game. You said thirty. Game. And you and you say thirty percent is sort of the 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 or yeah forty. Thir- it's it's like thirty-five percent is sort of like you know now you're getting into danger zone with a pocket quarterback. 67? 67. In any other week, we would be talking about how the offensive line, which is my number three down, is the pass blocking. Five five legitimate sacks. I didn't put any on Mac Jones. There was one you could quibble with, but he really didn't have any escape routes. Five sacks in a first half and 67% pressure. Any other time, we wouldn't even be talking about the quarterback. We would be talking about how bad the offensive line was to the point where I think Bill Belichick went to Bill O'Brien at halftime and said, we can't block anybody. Run the crap out of the ball. Don't even bother throwing. Just run, which is probably what they should have done to start the game. Second down was Mac Jones. Third was offensive line. What was two and three for you, Miss? So number two for me was the offensive line. If you ask me to name someone specifically, I'm going Connor McDermott, McDermott, Bedard's buddy. He sucked. 
boy, was he awful. And my number three was Juju. Again, two pre-snap penalties. Like he had one catch. You have more negative plays and positive plays as a wide receiver. Get out of here. Let me give you a down real quick. It's a little off topic, but the caller just referenced it about Tom Brady said that. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? So I just looked. So Tom Brady still does his podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Jim Gray. Yeah. Okay, so he's asked about the Patriots last night. Is there a man on the planet who is more uniquely qualified to give you some insight into what it's like with Bill Belichick when things are going like this and to work with Bill Belichick from the quarter? Is there anyone in the history of the universe more qualified to give you just a little kernel of insight or something interesting than Tom Brady? No. Here's what he gave you. Yeah, you've got to change your strategy. Different weeks, there's different challenges, and I think the Patriots, they're just having a tough stretch. They're just having a tough stretch, everybody. Yeah, it's lasted about 18 weeks. Just not playing with the kind of confidence that you've always seen. Four years, really. Obviously, Coach Belichick, I don't think he's coaching any different now than the way he coached when we were undefeated. That's the problem. There's a lot of things that need to go right in order to win and succeed. The more I sit back and watch, everyone wants to celebrate uh, celebrate when you win as an organization. Everyone's responsible. And the same is true. Everyone's responsible when you lose, too. Everyone can't be on the bus when you win and be off the bus when you lose and say, let's point the finger at one person. When you look at losing, the organization loses. The fan base loses. Everyone's in it together. Zero point zero. Zero. Nothing. Zero. Now, this makes me angry. He, do you understand how badly he's going to suck in the booth? If, if, if there's one topic that he could give you one little kernel of something, it's this. And he won't go anywhere near it. He's going to suck. He sucks as a commentator. He blows on the record. Blows. He didn't want to upset anybody, even people here, where he would might have a little bit of rope for everything that he did here where he could speak his mind a little bit, and it's okay, well, that's Brady. He can't do it. He won't do it. And never mind when he goes to the bathroom at halftime and the <laughs> Bedard's coming out of the stall after just dropping a deuce. Stop, <laughs> Tommy. What's th- up? This is not going to work for anyone. He's going to give you nothing, nothing, zero, nothing. He's going to hate it. We're going to hate it. Useless. But these TV executives, let's just sign another name X player and throw him behind a microphone. Like, that automatically is going to make him good. Oh, my God. It's like, that bothers me. What is the point, dude? And again, that's Bedard coming out of the stall. What is the point? Of you doing a podcast if you're not going to say anything. Shouldn't add Mexican last night. You have to Tommy. say. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You have to say something. It's so annoying. I mean, what that quote is just a long version of Belichick at the podium saying we need to play better. We need to coach better. Everyone needs to be better. That's what Brady just gave you there. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing he gave you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, back to your phones in our long commercial free segment next. Now. So what? Oh, and Mass. I was so annoyed by that. So annoyed. 98.5 The Sports Hub. Hey, Bill, uh, what went into the decision to release Jack Jones yesterday? I just feel like it's time to move on. 
uh, was it uh, performance based or was this uh, due to more uh, discipline and uh, conduct I felt like it was time to move on thank you Mike morning Bill uh, was there anything in particular that happened in Germany that led to Jack Jones being waived uh, no not really uh, specific to Jack again wondering what the difference was between you know a week ago uh, and this week obviously when he's been released and why why this was the time yeah I just felt like this was the time and looking back is there anything about his selection do you feel like the team missed in the draft understanding a fourth round pick is you know a notable investment um, and obviously you'd like players to stick around longer than he did yeah, well, Jack's a talented player. Um, you know, he showed that, that, you know, when he played for us at times, in the end, I felt like we just need to move on. But he's a talented player. Do you feel like his your message wasn't wasn't getting through to him? I felt like it was time to move on. Morning, Bill. Uh, is there any chance Jack Jones comes back on the practice squad if he, if he clears? Uh, no. Before we go back to your phones, Greg, that was up. Belichick today on the Jack Jones situation. Your thoughts on that story? Way to be accountable, Bill. Huh. Just moving on. I mean, you know, give some sort of explanation. I mean, this is a joke. You know, this is a player that, you know, it's just representative of, you know, where they have fallen off in terms of personnel and standards on this team. Um, this was a player. Look, I first of all, he was overdrafted. I understand he's talented. And, and Bill, I think it was yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday or today that, you know, he mentioned the word talent twice with Jack Jones. And that's why he was still here. Talented guy. Considering his background, he should not have been drafted in the fourth round. He should have went much later, um, you know, or undrafted at all. He was suspended at the end of his rookie year. Okay. That's, um, you know, at least that's probably strike two considering what he came in with. And then the gun charge, he sh- he, he could have been gone after that. Then the walking off the field thing in training camp was just ridiculous. I mean, and then you put that together with his attitude after his his own actions led him to be benched in that game against the Commanders. And what does he do? He puts a puts himself under a towel, pouting on the bench. He's a child. He's not a professional football player. This should have been seen months ago. He should have been gone. Why is J.C. Jackson still here? Someone reported, and I'm sorry, I forget who it was, said that he didn't even show up to the hotel on Saturday, the night before the Commanders game. It was, Not only it was Reese, it was Reese. So I mean, it's that's gospel. If that's coming from Mike, he didn't even show up to the hotel. And not only do do you let him back in the building, you play him, and he's still on the team. It's a joke. This whole thing has turned into a joke with this team. I mean, if it's reached that point. Like, think of the credibility Bill has cost himself in his own locker room. That you got guys like that who are screwing off, walking off the field in practice, not showing up for the team hotel, and Bill's letting it go? I mean, if you're, look, if you're one of the players on the team and you've been around, and I'm trying to pick a veteran guy like a, who's not even a Bill guy, like a Jabril Peppers, mm-hmm. okay? You know, been here a couple of years. You're looking at it going, this is Bill Belichick? This is how they do business here? Clown show. Back to your phones, as promised. John in Connecticut, go. Hey, Mike. Um, I don't know if Greg's one of them, but I heard you guys say that you know, Jones was like forced about Belichick. 
I don't know if Greg agrees with that, but if he was, do you think that's a reason why Belichick showed even less interest than usual in trying to build a decent offense around him? Okay, that whole story. Did Bill want him in the first place? And if he didn't, is that a backdrop to how things have gone the last couple of years? I have no direct evidence that tells me that that wasn't Bill's pick. Um, some people will point out the draft video where Bill, they think that Bill made sure to for the Patriots.com video that he pulled everybody in the room saying, are you good with this? Are you good with that? You know, it, so there are some people that point to that. I have asked people who you think would know, and none of them have any knowledge of that not being Bill's pick. But to the point, the, the, the last point that the caller made, um, no. If, if you are keeping score, if you're paying attention, this is what Bill has always done with offense. He doesn't care about offense. He prioritizes defense and special teams. He just hopes to the, the offense not to turn the ball over, to them make a few key plays, just score enough for them to win. That's all he cares about. And that's exactly what he's done with Mac Jones. Uh, but, you know, he, they completely effed up the personnel, first and foremost, and, and especially the offensive line and the coaching. So it's not personal with Mac Jones. It's a pattern with offense and quarterbacks in general. Right. It's exactly what he did in Cleveland with, you know, Vinny Testaverde and Eric Zier and Todd Philcox. I mean, this this is what he does. This is this is his view of offense. He doesn't think it matters. John in Tennessee. Go ahead, John. I have a question about the Patriots last uh, offseason. Do you think the quality of free agents in the upcoming offseason is going to be better than what was available last offseason? And that's the reason why they punted as well as the cash base they're going to have. Could you understand what this guy was saying? Yeah, so I, I think he's wondering, like, did they not really do anything in free agency this year with an eye on next year? And um, Dream on. Yeah, exactly. That's that's not the case. Dream on. I mean, they'll say that. Yeah, but to make you, excuses for Bill. Guarantee It's all you, part of a master plan. Guarantee you. I guarantee this. They will spend some money in free agency this year. They will say that it just wasn't worth it last year given the, the quality of players that were available. And you'll buy it. And a, a, enough fans will buy it when it's probably a lie. And they weren't spending for some other reason. Right. I, I, I'm hoping, or, you know, one of the theories that I put out in the offseason after, you know, you looked at what they did, they didn't do anything, they hadn't extended anybody. You look at their cap space for next year, and, you know, my, my theory was that Bill bought himself another year, but Kraft said, that's fine. You you get one more year. You get a mulligan. But until you prove yourself, don't touch 2024. Don't make any decisions on any free agents. Don't make any decisions on Mac Jones. Don't don't spend any cap space just in case we need to cut bait. We'll see what happens. We got uh, more of your calls after Looking Big Jim Murray gets you updated. 25 times your money this basketball season. Test your skills on prize picks. The most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 
at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. B-Pod Studios. The Felger Mass Podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Are you ready for this? Do, 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 do. It's Felger and Mass. Oh, that's stupid, my uh, God. Oh. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. I think it's over. Um, I think that ultimately Bill Belichick will be gone. I think that he will be in either the nation's capital or he'll be coaching the Los Angeles Chargers because God knows they need a new head coach. There's no question about that. That's just the way that it goes. The reality is is that it's a bad situation. Um, I'm looking at the video right there, Bill O'Brien going on Mac Jones. Mac Jones has has been god-awful. There's no doubt about that. But I do think it's important to bring this up, D.O. and Shannon. I think the city of Boston and that Massachusetts area is tired. Mm. The Foxborough area is tired of Bill Belichick. Here's what I mean by that. He's a six-time champion. Let me explain. He's a six-time champion, and we know what he brings to the table. We know there's nothing to question about his football acumen, him as a coach. They don't give a damn about the press conferences and how he has nothing to say. Here's what they do give a damn about. You expedited the exit of Tom Brady. Yeah. Because you thought that you knew it all. And that is something, it's the one thing that area, I believe, and I don't know this. I've had people that see me at the Boston Celtics game, stuff like that. They've said this, but I mean, they don't speak for everybody, but I believe them when they say this. That is the lone thing that is unforgivable when it comes to Bill Belichick. That's Stephen A. Smith yesterday on uh, Bill Belichick, and uh, this is sort of developing as I thought it would, that, you know, Bill's next destination would kind of be the story of the second half for the Patriots. And uh, does he want to keep going? Where is he going? The posturing between him and Robert Kraft and the leveraging. What's the contract? Is the contract going to be an impediment? Is it a trade? Is it a firing? Is it going to be a battle over that? Another border war? A Parcells thing? Like that whole ball uh, is what I was thought this was going to develop into. Uh, I still don't know if it's going to be acrimonious or if that's going to be a, a, a battle there between those guys or they've got an agreement. I, I I don't know that. But the jockeying for Belichick's next destination is certainly begun. Stephen A. Smith there says Washington or the Chargers. The Commanders is certainly a team that has come up many, many times. Now I've just been informed by Greg Bedard that Dan Orlovsky was on. Was this today or yesterday, Greg? When was this? Today. today. Orlovsky, Orlovsky was on uh, Pat McAfee today. And uh, was going over film and then dropped something or what? Because I, I, I have no idea what this is. You want to just set it up quickly? So um, <clears throat> Pat and, and Dan were talking about Bill Belichick and uh, and his his future. And Dan sort of dropped a nugget. Here. OK, let's go. Let's get a nugget. Now, Diana Rossini reported this weekend that people around the building are assuming or preparing for a mutual parting of ways between Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. He will go coach somewhere else if that is the case. Will he be the GM as well? We assume. But who knows? Mm-hmm. That would be bananas. Yeah. That would be a colossal move in the NFL news yeah. cycle. I've heard that. I've heard more and more of that over the past like, week. I'm not a reporter, all that stuff. But I have heard that. You're a journalist. Yeah, um, I I have heard that that's going to be the case, and it's kind of uh, who who knows the likelihood of it, but I've I've heard that that's going to happen, and I've heard the location is already kind of determined as well. Where he's going? 
LA Chargers. You I'm not giving. I just I have heard that. Who'd, heard you hear, who'd you hear from? I've heard that. <laughs> okay, so there's that. That uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it's a done deal somewhere already. No, me neither. Wouldn't surprise me at all. That's how the world works. It's got to be Washington. There's so much smoke there. Vegas. I mean, th- this thing has gone. This <laughs> thing has gone down the drain, right? Like it's a foregone conclusion, and that you know, it's not going to. I think it's a foregone conclusion that it's over here. I just can't see how you can come back from this if you're if Robert Kraft. You know, again, take everyone else out of it. If you're the owner of the team, how do you bring back? Anybody from this thing right now? How do you do it? Oh, he's promised Mayo the job, so he's bringing him back. Well, but I, I'm talking about really the quarterback and the coach, like the, the 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 lead actors. Stu, what do you know about Vegas? I just I feel like I said this a few weeks ago that I felt like there was something going on with Vegas and Belichick. I don't know if I said it quite that strongly. Uh, more so, just to bust Greg's balls, but they've already <laughs> fired Josh McDaniels. I'd like to think that. Mark Davis has something in his back pocket. Uh, that's what I want to believe. I don't know if that's true, but Vegas makes sense to me, especially with how Bill has spoken so highly of the Taj Mahal uh, stadium and facilities. If I was I, a Raiders fan, I'm sorry to cut you off. If I was a Raiders fan, I would burn the building down yeah. if that happened. Well, not only that, but you got to look at you know Mark Davis between um, Ziegler and McDaniel's and Gruden. I think the I think he he's paying like something like eighty million dollars just for McDaniel's and Ziegler. I think for the end of to pay off their contracts, let alone what they still owe Gruden when they go to court. Now you're going to bring in Bill Belichick at $20 million a year plus everything else you have to pay uh, for a whole entire new coaching staff. I think they're most much more likely to stick with Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly than they are to, to go with Belichick. But look, let's play the game. Let's say that Bill does have his next act lined up, or at least it's being talked about. You know, to me, or let's discuss who are the likely contenders in this. To me, you need one, you need a, a team that's out on their coach, de- you know, dependent on what the record is, and also an owner who is brazen enough to tamper with Robert Kraft's head coach right now. To me, the only people that I see in that scenario, number one, Dave Tepper. Okay, Carolina. he is a he's a billionaire hedge fund guy. He has a he literally has a set of brass balls on his desk, um, sitting there. He is brazen. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. He'll do it. And I think there's a lot of frustration between him and Frank Reich. They're one and eight. The first round, they think they finally got the the quarterback right, and now it's even worse than ever. I'm sure he's frustrated. Um. Now, the only thing with Bill going to Carolina is Tepper's meetings with the head coaches are the stuff of legends. Like, Bill would say, like, okay, but you're never talking to me, ever. And Tepper might be at that point where he just might be, okay, I agree. My hands are up. Like, I can't get the coach right. I think I finally got the quarterback right, but now I can't do that. Um, Tampa, they're four and five, so do I think they're out there tampering with people? Probably not, but Jason Light? Worked here, worked for Bill uh, Bill Belichick. The Glazers, you know, swing big. They thought they had Bill Parcells. They thought they traded for Brett Favre. They've always been on big names. I could see them being part of it and Jason Light sort of being the intermediary to be like, hey, Bill, why don't you come over here? We got a pretty good team lined up. The Chargers, I, 
I don't know. It makes a lot of sense. Maybe the Spanoses are finally fed up that uh, that the head coach, who is a supposed to be a defensive wizard, his defense can't stop anybody, and they know what they have in Justin Herbert. Um, Washington, I don't know. I know that's mentioned a lot, but Josh Harris, look at his history with the 76ers and the Devils. He's very he's a process guy. He's the guy who believes in the process, analytics, all this stuff. I, I don't know. It could be them, but I don't just don't think it's an ideal fit. Anybody yeah. else? What well, about the Green Bay Packers? No, not a chance in hell. Why? Uh, first of all, Mark Murphy, I think, is retiring at some point, mandatory retirement. So, um, And plus, he's beholden to a board. We have term limits? Uh, age limits, I think. Awesome. I think, I think 70. Well, <laughs> I love Bill, it. Bill might not fit into that. I mean, I didn't know I think, that. Well, well, there's yeah, something out. like that. Interesting. I didn't yeah. even know that. But keep going. Uh, uh, Why sorry. do you say the Packers there, Stu? Uh, it's just a mere, like, I, I believe that Bill Belichick was interested in Jordan Love at one point. So if he has a quarterback in a place that he likes, like the Packers, the history of the Packers, Lambeau Field, he can have a field day pants off with NFL films. So I, I, I just think, Stu, you're falling into the trap that a lot of fans do. You know, and they fall into all sorts of stuff. Washington because he's from Baltimore. And Washington because it's in the NFC East. Or the Cowboys because he likes the NFC East. Or the Packers because of the history. And the I should have stopped at just the quarterback. I'm sorry. Or, or even the quarterbacks, too, I think. Bill's going to want what players want. Contract and role. Job. Job description. That's it. One, two. That's what players go for. Who's offering me the most money? And what's my playing time or my playing situation? If you're a receiver, who's my quarterback, right? Like something like that. But it starts with number one. It starts with the money. Who's going to offer him the closest to what he had here at his top? The most control, the most money. And that could be any division. That could be the Europe division. That could be Planet Zippy. He's going to go to that team for for the contract. And then secondly, the job description. Do I have total control? Is anyone going to be up my ass? Do I like the owner? Am I, can I have full hiring and firing privileges? Okay? Like, all that stuff. And that doesn't matter if it's the NFC East or, again, the Planet Zippy. Those, that's what he's going to go to. And I think, like, everything else is just sort of window dressing. Same thing with Brady. Same thing with free, free agents would never want to come here because of, well, if they offer him the most money, they will. They offer him the most money in a starting job and a chance to succeed. They'll come. And I'll say the same thing about Bill. He'll go to the place that will offer him the most money and the most control, which I think would rule out the Chargers because they're cheap. Um, I think he's going to rule out the Bears because they're cheap. I bet it's going to rule out the Packers because they don't pay coaches $20 no, million plus, dollars a the, year. The, the one publicly owned team in the NFL is going to have the worst public relations head coach. Ever? Right. So no. so start with teams that have the most money and are desperate enough to say, Bill, you have complete control. All right, so you say Washington doesn't have the money? or I mean, I don't know. No, it's not the money. It's just um, Josh Harris's a- approach to building a, a business, a team. You know, it's it's about the process. It's about okay. sort of the football czar. Maybe he's the football czar or, or comes in as the head coach and then elevates to football czar. Like, sort of like Bill Parcells in Miami. I don't and know. the one caveat there is, like, I can see him working for the Joneses. Even though, you know, Jerry's the GM and Steven's ahead of player personnel, I, I think Bill's comfortable enough with those guys. I do think Dallas would will be a factor. You know, I mean, keep an eye on Dallas. <laughs> not to sound like Colin Coward, but keep an eye on Dallas, how they finish the year, because Jerry's 
like 81. He's not getting any younger. And Bill Parcells liked working there. He liked the setup. Okay, working conditions. Money, working conditions. Whether that means total control or a place where he's really comfortable. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's Dallas. Thank you, Colin. So whether, no matter what the titles are, Bill knows, yeah, Jerry's a GM and Steven's a player personnel guy, but between who's the guy that really runs the thing, whatever his name is, Harry Schmedlap there that you all you guys talk about? Uh, Clay. What? Eh, forget it. Whatever, that guy, that Bill likes them all and Bill can work with them all and he's okay with it and he can bring his kids and blah, blah, blah. That That's what it's going to be about. What's so funny, Mess? No, no. Ha! Yeah, whatever. <laughs> By the way, I'm Mark Murphy. He, he confirmed. Who, what's the guy's name? Clay. Ha! Will Clay. Uh, Murphy confirmed that he will retire J- July 13, 2025, when he turns 70. Team board members are put under emeritus status at 70 years old, requiring them to retire or resign, though they can continue to hold their title as an honor. Freaking cool. That all the more reason to like the Packers. You get old, you're out. <laughs> I think we should do that here at 55. <laughs> Everywhere. Are you kidding me? Uh, we got uh, 10 up, uh, 10 up, 10 down. No, we're not doing that. We're going to do 10 questions. Let's do that. With the big boy right after this. Good night. Now, more of Felger and Man. Now, on, on, on the Sports Hub. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. Do you have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, what, which way it would go? Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, here we go. 10 Questions with the Big Boys. We've got eight minutes now. I've been late here, so we got to be on time. What are our buzzer options, Jimmy? Bailey Zappi. Bailey, uh, are you taking these reps right now uh, like you are in a, a quarterback uh, competition right now? Yes, sir. It's Zappi time, big boy. Can we talk about Zappi now? Is it okay to talk about Zappi now? Is that right? Can we just move the goalpost? No, 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 no. You no, don't no. know what the, the conversation we, was is different. It okay? Is it okay if we talk about Zappi now? No, we, what we were talking about was a competition, not about Z- Bailey Zappi. I was, I'm happy I'm to talk about any you, players on the practice field for the Patriots. You, you wanted to talk about a non competition and that's what i shut it down because there was no competition there wasn't a competition asking you our football overlord and savior and supreme ruler is it okay if we talk about bailey zappi now okay to talk about bailey zappi just not a non-existent quarterback competition so it's okay we have the green okay it's always okay to talk Uh, about any player on the roster michael next (laughs) yay celtics everything celtics is great yay couldn't have said it better myself next Wee! <laughs> Next. <laughs> hey, there's another one. Sacked and sacked and sacked and sacked and sacked and sacked. Sack after sack after sack after sack. Sack, 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 sack. So what it was like watching that game. That's it. Okay, hit one. Bailey Zappi. Bailey, uh, are you taking these reps right now uh, like you are in a, a quarterback uh, competition right now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, you are. Great. Yes, sir. Number 10, thoughts on Yes, the- sir. Thoughts on the current state of the Buffalo Bills. Perfectly illustrates the issues with having a defensive head coach. You are always swimming, swimming upstream at the at on offense and the quarterback position, even if you have Josh Allen. They look like a team that's about to get their coach fired. Uh, the coach is a moron. The quarterback's back to being a moron, and their window slammed shut in 13 seconds in Kansas City two years ago. What I tell you about Josh Allen when when Brian Dayball left? What I tell you? Oh, Pumpkin. you're so smart. Yep, our, told you. Our football overlook. That's okay? right. Say it again. Is it okay? More if I go clearly to the next for the question? people in the back. Can I go to the next question? The now? grand poobah over you, here. You shall. Next. Wee! 
who should be their next head coach? Ben Johnson, Lions, or some other offensive whiz. Belichick. <laughs> Bill Belichick should be their next coach. Yes. Bill Belichick. Well, so look, in all seriousness, like when we rattle off these possibilities, I feel like Bill's an East Coast guy. At his core, like I, I can't. You put Bill in San Diego, that doesn't fit. You're gonna send some hot chick to the game and have seventy-two-year-old fat Bill Belichick on the sideline. Send that what? doesn't work. Send what to the game? Some hot chick. Hot chick. Got it. So you're gonna go from a defensive-minded red ass yep. who's ruined his quarterback to an older defensive-minded red ass who hates all quarterbacks. That that's a great plan. It for would that just team. be so interesting. Can Bill put him over the top? Oh, he ends up where Bledsoe ended up. Buffalo. And Malloy. Belichick's the answer. What do you say? Young, creative, offensive mind. Ben Johnson. Uh, next. <laughs> Thoughts on the pass interference penalty that preceded the field goal sequence. I just hate the spot foul. I just, I hate it in the pro game. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. What a bailout garbage call that was. Even if he kind of sort of did it. I hate that games are decided on that crap. Keep it in your pants. I, I know, but when the guy turns around and, and you know, he, or he doesn't turn around and runs into the receiver, it's automatic. When your moron head coach sends a zero blitz for the second straight play, it's sweet poetic justice. I was so happy they called that. F them. Oh, Idiots. <laughs> Ridiculous call. Next. Sacked and sacked and sacked and sacked and sacked and sacked. Sack after sack after sack after sack. Sack, 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 sack. Means you suck. Number seven, thoughts on how the Broncos handled the clock down the stretch. It was a joke. Worry about yourself. Don't worry about the opponent in timeout. Just just go win, go win the game. And don't worry about the other stuff. It actually ended up helping them because the, the, uh, the Bills couldn't count to 12 or 11. No, they actually, unfortunately, could count to 12. Absolutely bananas. Kick it on third down. Why would you put extra stress on your kicking unit, which had sucked all night and yep. missed two extra points, and have them rush out there panicked? Oh, we got to kick this. we got to kick this. What the hell do you think is going to happen? I went back to watch this to make sure that I got this right because we were on TV when this happened last night, Greg. Like, so this, this bozo kicker had already missed two extra points, yep. right? Yeah. Two. Mm-hmm. I believe into that end. I think both were going in that direction, if I'm not mistaken. Certainly the second one was. Okay, so your dingbat kicker has already missed two kicks going into that end, I think, but at least two extra points. So two kicks of that distance. You understand that it was third down, and the clock was stopped with 24 seconds. Okay? So at the snap of the ball, the the the, the, the clock go. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it, what I'm trying to tell you is, all they had to do was spike the ball at seven seconds, and they could have had 40 seconds to bring the field goal team on. Correct. They didn't need to do it. They, uh, it, it Russell Wilson kneeled down at around uh, 24 seconds, okay? He had another 14 seconds on the play clock, about uh, and a little less on the game clock, but all he had to do was spike the ball at around the seven-second mark. That's fourth down. Now the 40-second clock starts, and your field goal team has 40 seconds to catch their breath, get out on the field, settle down this dingbat kicker, as opposed to rushing him out there. What was the point of that? Stupid. And so you kick the ball, and maybe there's three seconds left on the clock where you have to kick the ball off. You should be able to survive that. I thought Peyton way overthought the thing and almost ran his team it, because he missed the kick. Yeah. They rushed out there, and the dingbat missed the kick. 
So Peyton's strategy backfired because it, it put his kicker in a bad spot, and he missed the kick. It blows me away how many teams try to milk that thing down to zero, right down to the nub, instead of just doing the best thing possible to make the play. All he had to do was spike the ball. He had plenty of time on the play, play clock. Go back and watch it. He had plenty of time on the play clock. Spike the ball and get a full 40 seconds and have your team with plenty of time get out there in that situation. Oh, the Broncos screwed it up too. Next, sorry. Yay, Celtics, everything. Celtics is great. Yay. Six, thoughts on the Michigan cheating scandal? They did it. Own it. And don't bring Rutgers into this, goddammit. Uh, I hope Harbaugh gets fired because I want him back in the NFL. I mean, that might happen either way, but I want Harbaugh back in the league. After that crying meltdown by the uh, fill-in coach against Penn State on Saturday and he acted like Jim Harbaugh died at halftime, I hate them. I kind of liked Michigan. I hate them now. You're not martyrs. You did it. Oh, it's been a hateable program for a long, long time. They get everything they deserve. Next. (laughs) Number five, now that they've hit the bye, tool bag question. Who's been the biggest tool bag on the Patriots this season? Jack Jones. What a baby. Jack Jones in a runaway. Believe me, there's a lot of competition for him. That guy lapped the field. Jack Jones, the team stands by you after a bag full of guns in an airport. The charge gets dropped, and this is how you repay him? Ass clown. Next. Sacked and sacked and sacked and sacked and sacked and sacked. Sack after sack after sack after sack. Sack, 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 sack. If you were starting a franchise and could have any quarterback on the planet, meaning pro or college, who would you take to start your program with? I'll give you three picks. I want them in order. Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert. Mahomes, Burrow, C.J. Stroud. Mahomes, Burrow, C.J. Stroud. I was, I was wondering if you had to. He was fourth for me. Flavor of the month, Murray. Just wait. Just yeah, wait till yeah. he has. But a my, loss. I mean, really, my real answer is Mahomes, Burrow. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Bailey Zappy. Bailey, uh, are you taking these reps right now, uh, like you are in a, a quarterback uh, competition right now? Yes, sir. Number three, what NFL teams should Pats fans be most jealous of? The Chiefs. They are, I think they are now favored to win their third Super Bowl title in five years, which means they are coming for you and Brady. Houston. They got it right. They got it right. They brought in a coach who has a clue. They got a young quarterback who has a clue. They're going to be good for a while. Chiefs. Houston. Because what they're what the Patriots were. Best quarterback. And because of that, you're always going to have a chance to win the damn thing. Great quarterback. Paired with a good head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are, they, you should, the Chiefs are absolutely the answer. I never want to be Houston. Even if they got it right and they backed Ever. into this, Maz, I, I got to spend 30 years at the Texans to get to this point. No yeah. thanks. Only I know, if they I've were already, still the Oilers. I've already written off the comparisons with Kansas City. You got no shot of being them. Kansas City is the answer. Uh, that's who you should be most jealous of. They aren't even that good by their standards. Mm-hmm. And they're the number one seed in the conference. They're a game clear of everybody else right now. Home field goes through air. It's the same thing. It's like the same thing as you. Yep. You, they don't even look good half the time. They don't feel right. And they're a game clear and first in the conference. That's the team you're jealous of, and and you actually are. Next. Andy Reid, Chess and Chickens. Yay, Celtics, everything. Celtics is great. Yay. Number, uh, number two, some NFL players, including George Kittle, believe the NFL should go to two bye weeks which they actually did for one year in the early 90s. It was 1993. I looked it up today. I remember it. How would you feel about two bye weeks? Totally agree, but the owners aren't going to do it until you give them the 18th seat, uh, 18th game, and then they will do the two bye weeks. I'm in favor of it because I think you actually get a chance of getting some better games. The coaches are pacing themselves anyway. As the season goes, you put in a second bye week, you might get more of a sprint 
Every six weeks, you get a week off, basically. If it makes for less injuries and a better product, go nuts. I'm all for it. 100%. I have no problem stretching things out. You know, I love when commentators say, oh, my God, would the game just get here? Well, I just need the game now. I need the game now. Dude, when the game comes, it's over, and then it's over. You ain't got nothing to talk about. So you can give me extra bye weeks, extra weeks before the Super Bowl. Give me an 18th game. I'll take it all. So, yes, two bye weeks. I'm in. Next. Number one, what's the best thing you ever did during the bye week, Greg? Nothing really comes to mind. I mean, normally I use it just to rest like a long weekend. But, you know, living in Florida when I did, probably playing golf. You know, just chilling out, playing golf. Watch football. <laughs> that too. Seriously, I, I same deal. I might have gone to the Caribbean once, but I think that was Thanksgiving. Hopefully this weekend I'm going down to see uh, Tennessee and Georgia down in Knoxville. Cool. I married the wood. Easy oh, one right nice. there. Oh. Married the wood. By week uh, week seven in 2002, I want to say. You were three and three at the time. October 20th, 2002. Married the wood. That's a good one. Was it good for her too, or no? No, yeah, she no. no she Let's regrets it. She wishes she <laughs> she wished there were no bye yeah, weeks. Yeah, we got married in during the football season too. Not a good idea. Uh, so there's that. We get back to your calls after Big Jim Murray gets you updated. Bailey Zappy, Bailey, uh, are you taking these reps right now, uh, like you are in a, a quarterback uh, competition right now? It's Felger and Oh, and don't forget Murray on the Sports Hub. So this is interesting because the Broncos, they can't really take a knee here. Wilson gets the ball, goes to a knee. Clock is at 20 seconds. They run out the field goal unit. The field goal unit for the Bills runs out. The clock at 13, the clock at 12. They set up right now for a 41-yard field goal. Clock at 7, the ball put down. The kick is up, and the kick is no good. He misses wide right. He misses wide right, but there was a flag on the play. 12 men on defense, five-yard penalty, still fourth down. Oh, my goodness, on the Bills, the penalty. They'll get another try. Denver will get another try. 12 men on the field. What is going on right now? I mean, first of all, I'm shocked that the Broncos elected to make that a fast field goal situation where they had to have everybody run on, but then the Bills tried to match it and run on their field goal block team at the last second, and they had too many guys in the field, and that is as critical of a coaching error as you will ever see. Will Lutz will now try a 36-yard field goal to win it. Ball put down, good snap. The right-footed kick is away, and good right through the middle. Dead solid perfect, and Denver wins it. Early email of the day, a chronic emailer. Uh, Alex writes in, did you even watch the game, Felger? One, the second missed extra point was a mishandled snap, nothing to do with the kicker. And two, the third down kneel down was stupid, but they did it to kill as much clock as possible. Your suggestion just spike it makes no sense because the clock wasn't running. So I, I did get that part wrong. The clock was stopped coming off of a timeout. I don't know why I got confused. I, I did go back and watch it today. The play clock was running, obviously, but the game clock wasn't. So I just I must have missed that. I still say spike it because when you spike it, 40 seconds goes on the play clock. Right. You get more time to set up the field goal is the point. And again, this is why I don't understand why every one of these coaches 
it, it, like I equated in my mind to how you feel about the end of an NBA game. Oh, you know, step back from thirty uh, from thirty feet at the buzzer as opposed to taking a good two point shot with six seconds left on the right. Court. So why do you have to milk it down to the bone? So annoying. Why do you have to do that? Why do you have? How about just make the freaking kick, get your right, and then squib the kick and play some defense. And whether uh, Alex. The kicker missed it or they mishandled the snap. It's the same point. They yep. were having trouble with exactly. their field goal team. It's freaking semantics. Dummy. Okay? They were having trouble with their field goal team. So here's an idea. After their field goal team butchered two extra points, let's put them in a scramble drill to get out there with the game on the line. Let's stress them out further. I couldn't believe it. If so you wild. spike it, if you spike it, 40 seconds goes on the game clock and you have all the time in the world to get out there and get set up and catch your breath because obviously they're having trouble with the field goal team. So sorry that the game clock wasn't running. I got that wrong. I mean, that thing was a suck fest is what it was. Both teams throwing up on each other. It was unbelievable. So, I mean, I, I like to me, Denver is every bit as culpable. Like, we, I, I would have been doing the same thing with Denver that everyone's doing today with Buffalo. How do you not count to 12? How do you, you know, I, if I'm the same thing, you've already butchered two extra points. You could have had a full 40 seconds. All you would have had to do was kick it off and then defend one play, maybe two, you know. And again, I, I, I know the, the, the Bills have had a, 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 they've had a game, certainly against Kansas City, where it was bang, 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 bang. But, you know, what's more likely, with given the trouble you've had with your field goal team, that, what, you can't defend 80 you know, 75 yards of field, 80 yards of field, or that your dingbat field goal team can't figure out how to kick it through the upright? I mean, it blows my mind. And again, it, you know, in the Kansas City-Buffalo game that you just mentioned, the Chiefs had two timeouts, right? Or at least one. I think they had one. Okay, so, but the, these guys had nothing left. All you got to do is squib it down the field and tackle them, and the game's over. That's it. I mean, one play they might get. That's it. Because there's no way they're going to run up there and kick the field goal with no timeouts. They're not going to make it work. I promise. Calls with Bedard. Long commercial-free segment next. There are some things employees love hearing. Congrats. Nice presentation. Enjoy your vacation, Jack. Hey, there's food in the kitchen. Here's something else they'll love. At Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, a point thirty-two health company, we offer benefits that empower employees to live healthier lives. From virtual care to digital tools that encourage healthy living, we've designed our plans with innovative and inclusive benefits that meet the needs of every workforce, giving people what they truly value. It's how we take health care personally. Now, now, Belger and Mass continues. The interception was horrible. The drive before that, where he had a guy at the goal line, guy at the back of the end zone, and it almost got picked off yeah. again. Right. That was horrible. The whole, everything about it, yeah. everything about what yeah. the Patriots are doing now right. is just confounding, confusing. All the way back to, in the second quarter of the game, doing an all-out punt block with no one with back no to one field back, the punt and gave right. up 19 yards what of field position. Point? It was a field position game. Like right. we were talking about just a minute ago and, and you know, having a field. For yes. One to go for it, yeah. not to go for it. That made no sense to me at all. I don't know what's up with Bill Belichick. I know Robert Kraft was on NFL Network yesterday before the game. I've never been 2-7 and seven before. This isn't what we expected. He made it clear back in March. They want to go to the playoffs this year. Playoffs obviously aren't happening at two and eight. I don't know how many. They're not going to get the seven wins. He wants seventh Super Bowl. They're not going to get the seven wins this year. No. I believe that they're getting the word out now of where this is going. They're not going to fire him. 
They expect one of these desperate teams, mm. one of these dysfunctional teams Sell that's smitten with the idea of right. Bill Belichick, whether it's the Buccaneers, whether it's the Commanders, the Panthers, because who the hell knows what David Tepper's going to do at any given moment. But somebody's going to get, ooh, we can get Bill Belichick. Let's give him a second-round pick for Bill Belichick. Let's give him something. And then they avoid owing him a penny. They get something for him, and they move on with someone else. Part of that Florio Sims conversation I played you earlier. I cut it off there. If you had gone on, uh, Florio went on to say, and he bets and wonders if everything's already in place or would be in place before the season ends, and then it's just sort of window dressing after the year ends where they go through the protocols of the Rooney rule and interviewing candidates when they have to interview them, but it's all sort of set in stone and it just plays out and it's already there, which is kind of similar to what Orlovsky said earlier. And is this thing already done? Wouldn't surprise me one bit, right, Mess? I mean, that's what I think. Again, it, it seems to be a more and more common opinion in people around the league. Like, you match up those two uh, comments, everyone seems to think that it's being worked on right now if it's not done already. Okay. I hope it gets done, you know, quickly and everybody gets what they want. Because I, I don't want to go some – you probably do. It would be great talk show fodder for a while. A border war? Yeah, a border war in the courts, yeah. like injunctions, like oh, yeah. all that stuff. Like, uh, no, crazy. I don't want to do that. <laughs> highlighters. Just, I got a whole canvas, canvas full of highlighters. Let's get here. discovery. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. I like covering those things. But for the Patriots' sake, yeah, d- just don't, quick move don't dink around with compensation. You know, mm-hmm. if you can get something, get something. But don't drag this thing out. Because, again, staffs get filled and, you know, bodies start to move right after the season ends. And don't get left sitting there with the Schmenzer in your hand because you're, you know, wanting to max out on Belichick's value or hold him over the barrel or something. All right, but uh, that process is already – the clock is already ticking on Belichick. Back to your calls. How about uh, Ed in Connecticut? Go. I think Belichick's going to go back to the Giants. His boat is named Eight Rings for a Reason. And remember, it was Belichick who texted Brian Flores saying congratulations on getting the Giants job the day before Flores actually went for the interview when Belichick meant to actually be texting Brian Dayball. So Belichick's obviously wired into the Giants organization to have that information. Giants? So on the Giants, I just don't see the Maras being one of this. Now, Steve Tisch could be a little bit different. He's more Hollywood. But... You know they're very old school. I I have a hard time seeing them tampering with uh, the coach of Robert Kraft during the season. I just don't see it. Good point, Mike in Worcester. Thanks for hanging on, Mike. What do you got? Yeah, I'm calling because I wanted to. Uh, I figured that the Patriots, the way to move forward is to go after wide receivers that are that are uh, weapons rather than trying to find the next Patrick Mahomes, which is almost impossible. I think it's better to get the weapons before you're getting the quarterback and just getting a middling quarterback instead. Okay, well, Greg, you think they should get something else first before they do anything? Offensive and de- defensive line. I would go with what the Eagles, uh, the, the Niners, and the Lions have done, which is, you know, you build up the, the offense and defensive line, so it, it then, they, then they find the quarterback and they find the weapons. Hopefully you're good enough to, to draft them. I mean, look at the, you know, 49ers with – Samuel and Kittle and, you know, they went out and got McCaffrey. I mean, then then go out and use capital to get sort of finishing touches. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that the the quarterback is now more so, of a byproduct of protection and running the game, the running game and things like that. So top three pick this this spring, you want tackle over quarterback? 
Now, it depends what quarterback's there. And, and you know, I'm looking quarterbacks first for sure, but then I'm probably going uh, if there's an offensive tackle, a franchise offensive tackle, I'm taking him. Tackle of Marvin Harrison Jr. Tackle. So you want this Joe Alt out of Notre Dame who's going to go like in the I, top five? Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't yeah. watched any college football this year, but, you know, six, whatever. Eight, 322. What a novel concept, though, huh? Actually put pieces around the quarterback first. No, huh. who would do that? Imagine that. Stupid teams. Jerry in South Carolina. Yes, Jerry. Hey, good afternoon, guys. You know, the travesty about all of this, and you got to feel bad for Mac Jones in one sense. I know he's not been uh, outstanding as a quarterback, but if this guy had just maintained what he did the first year, think about how much money he would be getting on his next contract. He robbed the poor guy. At the end of the day, did Bill Belichick cost Mac Jones all sorts of money? Well, considering that Bill Belichick has broken Mac Jones as a player, then absolutely, he's cost him a ton of money. What's gone on here the past two years? Mike in Connecticut, go ahead, Mike. Hey guys, I don't know if you saw where right before Zappy went in, uh, Mac was going around fist bumping guys, and he goes to Bailey and he goes, "Hey man, go win this one." And Bailey practically rolls his eyes and shakes his head slightly. As if to say, we wouldn't be here if you didn't throw up your friggin' back foot. I didn't notice that. I think Zappy gave him the back of his fist and gave him a little fist bump. I didn't see what you saw. Yeah, I, I, I read it as yeah, a tough situation, but, you know. Zappy might have been a little surprised given the fact that Mac Jones has barely spoken to him right, mm-hmm. for yep. three months. But, no, uh, Mac Jones offered his fist, and Zappy at first didn't know he was there or didn't see him there and then gave him his fist. Yeah, it was kind of like, I'll try my best. And I'll read into everything, but I saw nothing to read into in that exchange. Sorry. Will in New Hampshire. Go, Will. Hey, fellas. Happy Tuesday. My, thought, my, my thoughts on the offense, it's gross to watch them. I swear week in and week out, it's like watching them walk out on the field and take a dump. It's obvious that it's a combined failure this year, players and coaches, but a name I don't hear brought up enough is Billy O's. I don't think he's lived up to expectations at all, regardless of the personnel. I want to hear your thoughts on it, but I got a quick comment. Nope, that's it. We're running out of time. Your thoughts on Billy O'Brien's job this year? Uh, I think he's done fine. I could quibble you know, with a few things. Like I, I just would have. Once it was clear Mac Jones – you know, the the Dallas, the Saints game, I just would have been like 75% run and quick game and stuff like that until he got his feet under him. I quibble with a few things. But really, to me, from watching football over the years, like, uh, I'm sorry, it starts and ends with the offensive line as far as your basis for running an offensive system. And they, they have just – some of it's been bad injury luck, but it's been complete flux and a complete cluster fudge up there. Tom and Quincy got to be quick. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, I always love when it's Big Boy Tuesdays. I love it even more when uh, I agree with everything Greg said in his opening take. I've never seen an athlete totally destroyed by the franchise that drafted him. They've made no moves whatsoever to help this kid, and now everyone is just pissing on him when it's Belichick's fault, not Mac Jones. Thanks, Tom, for the call. Jim Murray, do you just reject this commentary? Do you think this has gone too far? Uh yeah, you know there's like this it's 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 Jonestown with some of these guys. I heard <laughs> and I love Mike Reese just like I love Greg, but I heard him on with Zoe and Beetle today. Like like leave Mac alone. Like all right, yeah, they helped ruin him, but he stinks too. Like blow them all. Might be the case. The coach, the quarterback, the coach's kids start anew. It's just so much stuff has gone on. It's just hard to tell. You know we 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 really don't know. I just think that at the end of the day, 
you look at where Mac Jones was at, at the end of his rookie season to where he is not even two full seasons later as a broken, completely broken player. I'm sorry. It's it's the, what's around him, what's been done to him, the Bill Belichick's refusal to invest and do anything unique with the offense. They, Bill, they have set the standard for effing up a quarterback. Bill out in Western Mass, quickly. Hey, guys. Yeah, getting into the draft and, and really just understanding, and, Bill, you talk about the nerds and getting the analytics involved. I love to see, and you look back at the 2019 draft and the 2022 with Jones gone and Nikhil Harry, and we can thank Herm Edwards for that, but just kind of understanding how they rate out with other NFL teams. Other NFL teams have misses, but I love to know how we're doing in, like, the top four draft you know, the first four or five rounds, understand that. And Where are we rank in drafting? The bottom. We yeah. suck. Trash. Like, why, I think why? there's been analytics done about how bad the Patriots Do you have drafting. any of those? This caller wants numbers off the not top a, of your head. No, not off the they top They suck. They blow. What does I, it matter? 27th, the, 28th, or 31st, or 26th? They suck. Somebody just uh, Bill tweeted me about that. Just did like a whole breakdown about how the, you know how the Patriots found themselves in this spot. And he spent like 19 paragraphs on these terrible drafts. He did. Yeah, he years. went round by round in the first three rounds. What does it matter where they rank? They haven't drafted an impact offensive player in a decade. I'll make your Joe own, yeah, make your own list and put it at the bottom. They, that's they, where they belong. They haven't drafted any player in the top three rounds who they've even given a second contract to in like twelve years. So, like, I, I, wherever it ranks is wherever it ranks. So, Ori Carr uh, tweeted me. He said, "BB's draft since 2016, 23 excluded, first through third rounders." 11 of 25 players are not in the NFL anymore. So they're, they're not even – it's not like they're just missing, like, yeah, he's not very good. They're not even drafting NFL players. Correct. They're, like, Nikhil Harry is not an NFL player. He's an XFL, USFL guy. Big board, more effective. Well, most of our guys suck, too. We just <laughs> – you know, as we like to say, we don't predict whether they can play or not, just that they're going to get selected. But, but be that as it may, caller, it's among the worst in the league. So that's what that is. All right, big boy. Have we settled all of our differences? Uh, I think so. Is it okay if week. we talk about Bailey Zappi <laughs> going into the game? Uh, the the player himself, absolutely. Anytime you want, Michael. So you're saying there's not a competition right now? There is not. There isn't. No. Max shot. Yes, sir. So you're saying Bailey Zappi has currently won the competition? No. I there want was Will no Greer. Yes, sir. Mac Jones fell off the face of the earth. I want Will Greer, the great unknown. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I don't know what's going to go on there. I It'll want Zappi. All right. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming in, big boy. Appreciate it. All right. See you guys. Uh, I, that was a big boy lightning round. Did you notice that out there? We just zipped through the call. So we just cleared the board. You can call us if you want at 617-779-0985. Phone lines are open. We'll mix in some Celtics thoughts as well. Don't go anywhere. Just a 90-second update here from Big Jim, and we're right back.